Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. Today's episode is part two of my chat with Dr. Renee Baisley, clinical psychologist, um, and she shares some amazing information, great wisdom, gems in this episode. Um, you'll notice at the start of this episode, I, I actually start to sum uh, up the previous episode because we intended the conversation to end there, but the conversation just kept going. And, and in this episode, Renee really dives deep into the all or nothing mentality. Um, and she shares some really great wisdom um, surrounding that 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 thought. So uh, we kept the conversation going and decided to split it into two. Um, so just ignore the the the, uh, the intro to the uh, to the podcast here. It's um it was meant to be a summation, but it ended up being a, a, an episode in itself. So really hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. But otherwise, we'll dive straight into the episode. I uh, hope you enjoy. Have any final little strategies, <laughs> tips, comments about, I don't know, just about, I guess, surmising what we've spoken about today, mm. just to really, you know, bring it home. I want to come back to that point that you made about encouraging people to keep showing up, because I think there's a lot of good in that. Mm. But I also, I... I'm conscious that people need permission to to shift tact a little bit. Um, so hence this idea of flexibility, whereby maybe you made a plan that you'd be at the gym at 6 a.m. in the morning and when you wake up, you notice that your body's not feeling great. Um, then you have a couple of choices. You could push through nonetheless, or you could say, oh, I don't know if I can do the workout. Um, and I think it's going to depend on how how unwell you're feeling. Um, but where I think we get stuck in the all or nothing thinking is that we are not paying as much attention to our physical selves as we are to our mental selves. So we commit mentally to something and it just has to happen no matter what. And we tell ourselves, no matter what this is happening, we might even create some kind of punishment thinking, I will be better at enacting that behavior, that that routine, if I kind of fear myself into it. Not true, because we know all or nothing, we fall out, we fall hard, and then we struggle to fall back into. So rather than pushing yourself mentally into something, set set goals, absolutely set goals. Be clear about the behaviors that will constitute that goals, but also be clear about how you can flex. So give yourself margin, maybe even make a record of that margin, much like we might make a re- written record of the goal, so that you also know, oh, this is okay. Like, mm. yeah, I told Drew that I'd train three times a week, but I'm, I've woken up on Wednesday morning. I'm not feeling great. Maybe I'll see if I can push that session back to the afternoon or I'll, I'll train Thursday and Saturday rather than Wednesday, Friday. Um, so seeing life as a series of iterations that are small rather than pendulum swings yeah. from this is not good, okay, I can't do that, oh, back to this. And once again, I feel like it's harder to think through the complexities of life if your nervous system is supercharged. How does our nervous system get supercharged? Well, frankly, in my opinion, a lot of us live lives that are too fast and too full. And that's a hard thing to hear. Um, what do you mean too full? Uh, overcommitted. We've got lots of opportunity to do things and it's wonderful, but we say yes, 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 yes. Okay. And we're not always operating within our capacity so capacity is different to competency competency is skillfulness mastery 
um, capacity is energy, if you like. So I'll use myself as an example. Perhaps from a competency perspective, I could see 10 clients. So a client session is an hour. Mm-hmm. I could do 10 clients a day. I've got, I've got the qualifications to prove that. But energetically, I can assure you, I wouldn't have the presence and the focus to be able to carry off those sessions well. But mentally, I could write that in my diary and I could probably pull myself through that for maybe a couple of weeks until I might start to experience yeah. some signs of burnout. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of work with high-functioning people. I really enjoy that work. A lot of work with high achievers who want to push the bounds of their potential. And human potential is a fascinating thing. And in no way do I want to encourage people to lean away from testing the edges of themselves here. But I think in the same breath, we can also give ourselves permission to have limitation and work within that. So you gave a beautiful example of that. During the pandemic, you realized there were things you just couldn't do anything about, but you managed to, out of that, recruit some creativity and come up with a podcast that may be an enormous resource for things to come. So it wasn't that the pandemic limited you completely, it only limited you in in part. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So do you think we're do you think in that um, we're living a, a life that's oh, too, that full, too full? Mm. Do you think that's um, like we we've just got too much on the plate? We're trying to do too much at any one time. We're trying to think about too much, and we're not allowing ourselves to be. We're not allowing ourselves to think <laughs> and. You know, or is this a, is this a topic that's going, to, that's going to go really in depth? No, no, no. Um, no, I just laughed when you said not allowing ourselves to be. Um, I I'm conscious that we're talking about we. The work that I do is individual, and mm. each individual is an individual. So, yeah. listeners out there, you know, listen for things that are resonating, but be mindful that we're not trying to make a one size fits all. Mm podcast yeah. episode yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where wisdom gets distilled down to just like pop culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that all of us have a degree of capacity. Some of us have more capacity than others. And I also think capacity changes. So um, I think when people, when women, as an example, um, enter motherhood, and potentially prior to motherhood, they were very involved in their careers. They, they have less capacity for their careers once they have a child. And we, we question that. That mm. seems really obvious. What would be concerning is if um, a particular mother tried to continue to operate at the capacity she had in her career whilst also raising mm. a child. Mm. So this idea of capacity is that it, um, it changes over time my responsibility is to be aware of my capacity and when I'm spilling over the edge of it or I'm operating outside of it, how would I know? Well, my body would tell me. So I might start to feel a bit run down. My mind might start to go faster. I've got more thoughts. Um, I, I feel flustered. Maybe I'm more irritable. Maybe I'm more um, reactive. Maybe things that I used to enjoy now feel like chores. Mm. When Drew says, hey, you're coming to the gym, I'm like, mm. rather than, yeah, yeah, see you there. Um, our bodies are incredible storehouses of wisdom. We just don't pay enough attention to them in my experience. They'll give us cues. And f- like, fortunately, uh, they'll, they'll give us cues early. So again, we can do that iteration process where I make a few adjustments, 
and I bounce back and I'm pretty much on track. What I see happen a lot, Drew, is that we ignore, 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 ignore. And then, yeah, now there's a complication and now it's going to take maybe weeks to recover from that. If I listened early, I could have made the adjustments and I could have progressed somewhat linearly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a word? I think so. I think let's go with it. You know, I could have <laughs> continued on the path. Yeah. yeah. Rather than, uh, yeah, than having to work hard to get back. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I want to just share I, just one like story or one bit of wisdom I heard from, do you know Toriah Pitt? Have you heard of Toriah Pitt? Yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So for those that she's don't know cool. Toriah, she's, she was a, a very young woman. She was in her very early 20s, I think, and she um, suffered horrendous burns to 90% of her body or something ridiculous in a, in a um, wildfire fire, um, in the Nullarbor, maybe, okay. somewhere in mid-Australia. Mid, mid um, she was doing an ultramarathon run. She was an she was an athlete, yeah. She was doing an ultramarathon runner and she got caught in wildfires and, and suffered horrific burns. And I remember seeing Tariah speak uh, like probably three or four years ago now and she was essentially telling a story about her recovery period. So she suffered, you know, very, very severe life-threatening burns. She's very lucky to be alive. She received, you know, hundreds of, of surgeries and skin grafts and all, all the rest of it. And, and she explained that it was the most painful experience imaginable. Moving her body to, you know, touch her face or whatever was horrifically painful because you've got to imagine all of your skin has been, you know, horrifically burnt, right? And she was talking about her recovery period. So she's a young, fit woman that was determined and all this sort of stuff, but she was defeated by the idea that she's in so much pain in a hospital bed and the thought of her running again was so, so far away. And she was getting defeated by that. And she told the story of when she was working with the physios and the doctors and the surgeons and whatever, there was a staircase at the hospital that she was, that she was um, uh, staying at. And she was there for months. And she one day told herself, you know what, my first goal is going to be to take one step, one step on the staircase. Mm -hmm. And months and months and months went by and, and she managed to get one step out. Mm -hmm. And then she said, you know what, next month my goal is to be two steps. And it's as cliche as it is, right? But it was to get step by step by step up to the top of the staircase. Mm -hmm. And basically the message that she shared with, with us um, at her presentation was if she had a focused on where she was in a hospital bed with extreme burns, suffering life-threatening injuries, if she had a focused on getting from the bottom of the staircase to the top, she would never have done it. Because it was so far away that there's no way it was, it was imaginable. There was no way it was possible. Yeah. So she changed her thinking to thinking, I'm gonna go one step, and then I'm gonna go two step, and then three step, and that's what she did. And it took her months and months and months to get to the top of the staircase, but she got there. Mm. And the point of the story is focusing on bit by bit by bit by bit, bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Um, and that's just something I want to share because that's something that I think ties in with everything we've spoken about today is expect things are going to pop up. Focus on what you can control and for Tariah that was taking a step at a time instead of focusing on, you know, going all the way up or focusing on things she couldn't control 
yeah. um, focusing what she could, and that was her ability to progressively improve. Yeah, and this all-or-nothing thinking makes it difficult for us to re- to reduce a big scale goal to something mm. small and bite-sized because the all is the goal. Yep. So we're hyper-focused on where we want to be and maybe less focused on the small steps to get there. Yep. And you would know operating the gym, Drew, that the people that have, I guess, over time made the most significant gains are the ones that have just consistently taken the steps forward yep. towards the 100%. goals. 100%. Of course, there's been setbacks and they've adjusted, recalibrated and then gotten back on with the work of just taking the steps. Mm. So all or nothing thinking does us no favours because we're either at the goal or at the start. Mm. But most of the time we're in the middle, mm. somewhere. Yep, yep. Um, we're only at the start for a second, right? <laughs> yes. We really are. You know, once we're, once we're, you know, thinking about starting an exercise routine or whatever, we're only there for a bit. We're only nothing for a moment. Oh, that's nice. We're only nothing for a moment. We're at, at nothing <laughs> for a moment. But you know what I mean? Like, we're only... We're, yeah. it, it's not fixed. No. It's not... We're not fixed there unless we... Right. And also, the goal will be worth it, but you, there could also be some really worthy moments yeah. along the way. In fact, what we know about goal setting is that people get to their goal and they... If it's been the goal, like... You know, if it's been worth it for them, it was it was important to them. It represented their values. They celebrate, but very quickly then there's a sense of oh, what next? Mm. Um, so that period is short, is small compared to the weeks and months that you've put into achieving the goal. Um, so it can't just be about the destination. Of course, it can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding a way to make sure that as you're moving through sometimes you'll be plodding sometimes you might be soaring that's the nature of the human body too we just we're not static this is coming up quite a lot um Mm. so being i think if we had to sum it up like sure being convinced of what you're aiming for but giving yourself permission to move flexibly through that process Mm -hmm. you won't achieve greater performance i believe by kind of mentally gridlocking yourself into something although i will say this and maybe this is another episode for another time we do know that criticism works if you're trying to motivate yourself telling yourself i'm so lazy get out of bed get to the gym yeah that that works (laughs) i did that yesterday (laughs) (laughs) i literally said that out loud yesterday (laughs) <laughs> and it worked it did work okay. um, yeah 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 i won't i won't repeat the words it wasn't as kind as that but i did i did say it, and it was, i was saying it in jest but it, it, it yeah yeah do you do that often <laughs> um i don't i don't know that i do it often but i definitely do you know to the point like you know a young young guy you know fit guy whatever Things don't always go to plan. Some days I'm just like, I am not feeling it today. Mm. I do not want to exercise. I don't want to whatever. Mm. Just not feeling it. Um, So I'm not immune to this, you know, Mm. all or nothing mentality at all. Like some days I'd love to be nothing. I'd love to be nothing. But I I guess I, I feel enough that 
oh, I feel within myself enough that it's going to make me feel better. I'm going to respond positively to the experience of moving my body. And, and it might not be what I planned, but I know I'm going to come out the other side feeling better, like feeling better, like mm. physiologically feeling better. And obviously there's a psychological, you know, feeling better as well. I'm like, mm. I'm proud of myself. I did it. I, I ticked off that box. I didn't want to, but I did anyway. Go you, Drew, kind of thing. But <laughs> physically I know like energy goes through the roof and all that sort of stuff mm. because I've, you know, using the dial mentality, I, I might have dialed back what I planned to do so I didn't go as hard as what I planned, but I still did something. Great. And Great, that's great. where the, yeah. the, the benefit comes from on a particular day. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I guess, like, I'm absolutely not immune to this sensation. Mm. I guess I've just learned over the years to, when something, when I know something is going to have a positive impact, mm. it's, for me, much, much easier to do it mm-hmm. than it is to not. And I don't know why or where that came from but like uh, uh, assignments when you got a thesis to write right when i had when i was doing my masters there i'm not the i'm going to leave it to the last minute person i'm a i'm going to chip away at it and i'm going to do bit by bit by bit so i get to that due date and i'm ready to submit so this is probably taking a bit of a tangent, but I guess that's okay. my way of thinking where I guess a lot of people are, I'm going to do nothing and then due date hits, I'm going to smash it in the last 24 hours. Yes. You know, I guess yeah. that all or nothing kind of... Yeah. 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 And the flexibility idea that I've been sharing um, in this conversation is not flexibility to be all or nothing. Mm. It's flexibility coming from a place of knowing yourself. So although you criticise yourself harshly to get yourself to the gym, you knew that the rewards for yourself personally would be worth that that period of discomfort and i'd say that's by and large a true principle that to a degree a little bit of push can mean we're like oh you know what i'm so glad i did i almost didn't but i'm really glad i did and i i would be concerned that listeners would be thinking oh she's encouraging flexibility so now that i don't want to do it oh i won't do Mm -hmm. it no hear me what i'm saying there is that we are willing to listen to our body enough to understand the things that will help us to feel good. So you knew that if you got to the gym, you would feel good. If you didn't feel like going to the gym and you weren't sure if you would feel good afterwards, then you're probably not going to get there, are you? So flexibility coming from a place of paying attention to ourselves. Uh, This is a big field of um, a big body of literature and, uh, and research in the field of psychology. But it's this idea that we're we're not necessarily experiencing ourselves as we're having our experiences. So we don't really know what we like. We don't know what works for us. When, when things don't feel good, we don't know why that is. We don't know what we need. And needs is a big thing. It's not just water, food, mm. air. Um, a lot of us need movement. That's absolutely the truth. So yeah, I would say if you're not sure that you want to go to the gym, but your history tells you that every other time you've been pleased that you made that choice, I'd, I'd, I'd push through. Mm. I'd come. This idea of using criticism to get yourself here, though. So, yeah, it works. Um, 
but the long-term effects tend to be that we we carry some psychological mm. wounds. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I thought that you might that that might be the response that you gave me. In well, if you think about it, like if I have to kind of psychologically whip myself, tell myself how bad I am to get something good out of me, and that works. Humans, by default, tend to do the things that work repeatedly. So let's call it positive reinforcement. If I try something and it gets me to do the thing I wanted to do, I'll keep doing that thing. I'll keep using that methodology. We don't always consider the methodology in and of itself. So yeah, a lot of people use criticism because they get stuff done and they turn around and tell me, well, this is my productivity. Like, you can't tell me that's a problem. And I say, yes, it works. Yes, it works. But the fallout is that gradually you're relating to yourself as not the version of yourself that you want to be. Apparently you're lazy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're telling yeah. yourself that yeah. time and time and time yeah. and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're going to be good at paying attention to what we need and flexing when we need to, we actually have to be honest in our appraisal of who we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so no more criticizing. Just yeah. what? Okay, how could you reframe that? How could you still get to the gym, but not give yourself a hard time? Bear, uh, bear well, in mind, you do spend a lot of time at the gym. Well, that's the thing, right? That's a that, that that's one of the. Uh, I'm going to back myself up a little bit. No, no, no. I, I that that I guess. For me, it's. It's I know the benefit I'm going to feel from it. So for me, it would be, um, like you're going to feel so much better for this. Even though it's not the perfect time, if you want to call it that, energy was low. It was the afternoon, right? It was mid-afternoon. Okay. Energy's low, blocker sessions, um, all, all morning. So it was one of those, oh, I just really don't feel like it. I'm tired. I would so much rather sit down or whatever. Hmm. But... For me, it would be reframing it, I guess, to this is going to make you feel so much better. You know you're going to get a rush of energy for your afternoon block of sessions. You know you're going to enter those sessions feeling high, energetic. You're going to have a much better quality of session or you're going to provide much better quality of session. So... Okay, so that's a lot different <laughs> to criticizing yourself. That's oh no, my... no, that was me reframing it. That was my, <laughs> okay, um, nice, that okay. was my, that was, okay. that was, I thought that uh, that was my, my, <laughs> like, my. Is that yeah. your version of criticism? Yeah, no, no, no. Wow, oh, no, must no. be amazing. No, no, no. My criticism, <laughs> my criticism of myself, I cannot repeat on a on a public <laughs> okay, podcast. Okay. It was, it was, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like what you did. So yeah. you you reminded yourself of what you were, what you stood to gain from coming in, mm-hmm. um, why it was important to you. Um, and was it I worth it? It was absolutely worth it. And, and it wasn't what I planned like at the start of the day. Um, I don't really have a crazy rigid plan, but it wasn't what I planned it to be. It wasn't the session that I planned it to be, um, just because energy was low, but it was, it was much, much better than what I thought it was going to be <laughs> when I started, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started going, Ugh, can't be bothered. And then you start foam rolling. You're like, hang on a second. There's a little bit of energy going through the body now. Maybe I can start by doing X and see where that takes me. And then all of a sudden it kind of takes you through. 
you know, doing something else and then something else and something else. And all of a sudden you're like, hang on a second, the energy is quite good here. Mm. So even though it wasn't what I planned or the intensity that I planned, it was still, you know, incredibly rewarding. Mm. Can um, I tell yeah. you about my experience doing a workout yesterday afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I had the exact opposite. Um, I've been feeling a little bit under the weather, but I had this burst of energy and I thought... I've been at home sitting at the computer. I know that my body really benefits from movement and it's a nice accompaniment to the work that I do as a psychologist to be more in my body, not necessarily in my head so much. And the gym's open, how fantastic. I'll go and smash out a workout. I enjoy running, so I was hoping that I'd I'd do a run. And then I got here and my body just suddenly didn't feel so great. And I had this sense of like, ah, I've come in, I wanna do a workout. Is my all thinking kicking into gear like I, I wanted to to do a 30 minute run I want to run at a particular pace I, I that's what I want to do today I need my body to participate and and yet I could tell it just wasn't going to so I didn't leave the gym I stayed I did some stretching I did some um, some muscle releasing work I did a little bit of activation it was very pared back for me and I, I will be honest I was a bit disappointed um, that I couldn't run, but was I disappointed that I still put in some effort and mm. still I gave less all, but I gave something. Mm. Um, no, I wasn't because my body feels better today and perhaps that was all my body could give, but I still gave that bit. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. Are we done? I reckon we are. <laughs> I mean, that's that's... It's been so good. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. We've got to do another one. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We've got to do another one. Um, thank you so much for, for all your wisdom. Mm. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> you are so welcome. <laughs>